नमस्ते जय शिवाय टुडे वील टॉक अबाउट द थ्री इम्पॉर्टेंट थिंग्स एंड वील सी हाउ एंड वाई द अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ दीज थ्री थिंग्स इज वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट वेन यू आर मूविंग ऑन योर स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी ओके सो दीज थ्री थिंग्स आर शब्द अर्था एंड ज्ञाना शब्द मीन्स द वर्ड शब्द मीन्स द वर्ड अर्था अर्था मीन्स meaning of that word okay so we these three are interrelated to each other meaning of that word and that meaning could also be in the form of direct experience direct perception okay and it could be a perception as in having something outward to perceive or it could be the direct experience direct perception within you okay so two types of artha internal external two types of direct perception through your uh, five senses externally and using through the five senses then you move towards cognitive senses from the cognitive senses and cognitive senses and gyanendriya and karmendriya and gyanendriya and then finally you perceive something and then gyan happens to you about that shabda and about that through that direct perception so gyan means knowledge knowledge of what knowledge of that word the meaning of the word gyan about that so usually these three things are not so much distinct in you at any point of time in life these three things sort of work together for example let's say rose you're looking at a rose flower then you look at this you look at it and suddenly the word rose appears in your head in your mind inside you within you the shabda happens rose very and this way of directly seeing a rose directly perceiving a rose is connected to the word rose right the shabda has come or shabda has happened for that particular perception for that subject of perception for you and subject of perception or subject of the shabda or the meaning of that shabda word meaning of that word rose is what you are perceiving right now right and then knowledge about that shabda and that direct perception is becoming the cause of knowledge in you they are causing the knowledge in you they are causing the gyan in you right so this is something very pure that i have explained to you 
But let's see how this whole thing, how this whole process of Shabda, Artha and Jnana, how these three gets polluted. Say for example, you looked at rose and you think that only the word rose has happened to you? No. The word rose, the Shabda, gets polluted because of two things. How? Two, two different pollutions of Shabda. Or you can also call them right now because we are trying to remove all this and we are trying to move from many to one. Then we are saying it's a pollution or it's an additive or it's an additional thing. Right? But in general, when we look at life like that, then these are the supports. Right? Extra information is more like supportive thing it's playing a supportive role in your life for example when you are looking at a rose then shrut kind of pollution is happening to you shrut kind of pollution is oh so rose is a flower right rose is a flower and uh, suppose it's being sold you are looking at road rose which is being sold in a florist shop so then the things like Oh, this is this kind of rose or that kind of rose. If it's a yellow rose, okay, it's good for friendship. It's If it's a red rose, wow, it gives you a feeling as if you are the lover or you have a lover or something like that. So you see how the just the Shabda, rose, is bringing all the other information is also happening with it about rose to you. So this is called as Shrut. That this is a flower, this flower has come from a rose seed and this florist might have picked up from some garden or this place or this horticulture or this, that place. And this rose may or may not have a fragrance, beautiful frag, beautiful, really, really nice fragrance. So you are just while looking, just when Shabda rose happened to you, so many things related to rose are coming to your your knowledge right so this word this thing rose right now the shabda gets supported in you by so much of other information and this all this other information this is called as shrut this pollution this additional information about the shabda is called as shrut Another thing that is happening, another kind of pollution that is happening to your Shabda right now and ultimately to your Gyan. What another kind of pollution is happening is how much is it costs. Suppose you are there to buy a rose or a bunch of rose. Then uh, how much it, it is, it will cost and why the price is so much or why oh, the price is so less and then the taking it. So Anuman type of Pollution is happening. Anuman means estimation. An estimation could be about price. An estimation could be about uh, the availability of it. An estimation could be about how many you want how versus how many you can really buy. And an estimation could be about whom to give, whom not to give, whether they will like it or they won't like it. They will accept it, although they will throw it in the bin. <laughs> All kind of Anuman is also happening to you. 
while you are looking at rose, while you are directly perceiving rose, Shabda happened, rose. And then with rose, all this additional information, whether it has fragrance or not, or and that it is a real flower, it's not, a, it may look like, wow, such a perfect rose, and but you may later on realize, oh, it wasn't a real flower, <laughs> these are just the plastic ones, or some kind of fake flower, so anything. So any additional information mixture is happening to you, right? Now, this additional information may also bring back smritis, memories. Like, oh, this person gifted me rose on Valentine's Day or that I gave somebody rose and they threw it in the dustbin. So you may have some good experience, good memory attached to this word rose or this rose that you are looking at and you may have some bad things looking at rose or you may have some really neutral things and you're trying to create your experience uh, based off of it okay so you see how your direct perception of rose is not just the direct perception of rose it's mixed with so many other things right now. There's one more thing that is happening. Other than these things, these three things, Shabda, Artha, Jnana, when Shabda is being polluted by guess, Anuman, estimate kind of uh, information, and Shrut, means extra additional information about it, then you are also knowing two things. And that is the information about time and space. These are relative. These are relative in nature. And they might not be so apparent to you. But when you are looking at rose in a florist shop, actually you are seeing the whole thing that in the shop where this rose is, where this bunch of rose is, it's in the front of shop, in the back of the shop, on the left hand side of the shop or on the right hand side of the florist who is standing there. And uh, you might have to point it out that I want that bunch which is right behind you. No, not on your left, on your right. <laughs> so you may not have to do that. But what I'm trying to explain you here is the knowledge of desh. Desh means position of an object that you are perceiving. The position of the subject that you are perceiving, the object of your perception, that knowledge also contains the positional, positional knowledge of it. Okay? Another thing that it contains, in other words, in a very scientific way, we can say it contains the knowledge of space. Okay? Its existence of rose is within a particular space you are perceiving that as well okay and now another thing that it contains your perception your gyan that is ultimately happening hap, uh, you are having as a result of shabda and direct perception artha the gyan that is happening within you the knowledge that is happening within you also contains one more thing and that is kal means time at what time of the day or evening or morning you are buying these flowers or when they might have been plugged 
for how long these have been preserved or that this whole perception has a time dimension to it. Automatically, whether you perceive it so distinctly, separately or not, but it has the dimension of time and space included in it. Now look at what kind of gyan went inside you. What kind of bodh or gyan or knowledge has happened to you through this direct perception? Because all such additional information may kick off some memories, then additional gyan, additional thoughts will happen and then so many other thoughts will happen. Single perception, just one very small perception of perceiving a rose has created hundreds and thousands of thoughts in you. Do you think here you really perceive the rose that is there in front of you or that did you just perceived that rose which is there right in front of you? No, you did not. <laughs> Why? Because the Shabda was not pure. And because the mere fact that Shabda existed If Shabda rose has not happened to you, then all the Shrut additional information will not come to you. Lot of uh, things like, uh, you know, uh, Anuman, guesstimate will not happen to you. Lot of things will not happen if the Shabda doesn't arise. Also, if Shabda becomes very pure, then that means in other words we are saying Shabda must be devoid of Shrut and Anuman. Devoid of external, additional, sorry, not external, additional information. Shabda should be devoid of additional information as well as it must be devoid of all the guess things, anuman kind of knowledge, estimation kind of knowledge. It should be free of that. And when it is free of those things, then Shabda becomes pure. Why this is so important to understand that Shabda is different. Artha, the direct perception of something is different. And the Gyan that is happening to you, that you are knowing this thing, through the Shabda and through the direct perception, through the meaning, you are knowing this thing. Why these three things have to be looked at distinctly? Because right now, when you do Japa, okay, when you are doing Japa, and suppose you are chanting Om, or you are chanting some other Bij Mantra like Shreem, okay, is that Shabda pure in you? Or are you attaching all kinds of things to it? 
your intention that I want more money or that I want moksha or that I want to feel peaceful right now or that this is this or this is that, all kinds of anuman, all kinds of shrutgyan or every, all pollution has happened to your shabda. It's very difficult until you become one-pointed and you stay one-pointed in your direct perception until then. These three things do not become so differentiated, so separately in existence, individually existing in you. You are not able to see that until you become completely one-pointed and stay one-pointed for a very long period of time on any one external object. You're not able to see it. That Shabda is different than Artha is different than Jnana. And all these three things are three different things that are happening while you go on perceiving anything. And this example of rose I have explained to you in terms of something that is external to you. Right? And then you may wonder why something is not revealing its true nature to you. In other sense, I might be looking at a tree which is like 600, 800 years old. Okay. Suppose a normal person looks at a tree which is 600, 800, 1000 years old. When they look at tree, it just appears like, wow, what a huge tree. Such fat are the roots and this and that. Because their Shabda has quickly got polluted with the fact that they have seen other trees which are not so huge and do not have roots like that or do not have leaves so, like that or do not have that many rings from the cut off branches like that and so on and so on and so on. So this is a normal person looking at a thousand year old tree. But when a one pointed person looks at tree or perceives such a tree which is 600, 800, 1000 years old, they suddenly come to know that few hundred years ago, couple of centuries ago, somebody was hanged on that tree. I'm giving you a bad example, some really, but it's true, it has happened. So that is why I'm giving you this example. That somebody was hanged from this tree couple of centuries ago. Or that there used to be a lake right next to the, this tree. Somewhere like 300 years ago. There used to be a lake here. Or maybe 50 years ago. 100 years ago. There was a lake here. How are they able to see, how are they able to perceive the past of that tree? Just by perceiving the tree. 
why such a gyan, such a knowledge is happening to one person who is one-pointed only on the tree. While other person who is just looking at a tree is not a person who has ever practiced one-pointedness. Okay? Why it is happening to one person and is not happening to another person? Because when Shabda tree is lost, then all kinds of blah, 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 blah information will get lost. All that you have connected with, all the information that you could have about tree, the word tree, all that is lost. And this is really the height of uh, direct perception. Also what is lost is that they are right now perceiving the tree. This gyan, that this is me, this is tree and I am looking at tree. This gyan is also gone away. This gyan also falls off in a very extreme one-pointed person. So when just the artha is there and the person is absorbed in the artha, meaning the direct perception, That's when things reveal their past and future and a lot about them. Another example could be, this is a tree example. Another example if I want to give you, say you are watching a movie or you are watching your favorite game. How many times people forget Two things. That this is a movie. That this is a game. And that they are there. They are the person who is watching a game. game. They are the person who is watching a movie. When the Shabda and Jnana both are lost. Both are removed from the perception of a game. Of a movie. That's when. People cry while watching a movie. That's when you either jump out of excitement when somebody hits a goal if it's a football match or if a catch happens in a cricket match or if a sixer happens in a cricket match and you instead become one of the player in that team, in that sports. You instead become one of the actor <laughs> in that movie that you are watching. Why did that reaction happen? That you forgot that you were actually watching a sports match. And it's okay. One team will win and all that jnana is lost suddenly. Right? The shabda, match, sports match, the field, the players. Everything is gone. And that this is you sitting in a stadium or in a movie theater. All that is lost. So then you are completely immersed into the experience that you are having. Perception that you are having. You are completely immersed in that. 
that's when the kind of intensity that that perception creates, the intensity that it gives you, moves you. It actually moves your chitta in a very subtle way. That's when you say, wow, was such a great movie. Or maybe that, you know, such a great match, sports show. You say that, right? When are you able to say that? That your experience of anything was great, intense. When, when, when does that happen? When do you say that? When you are completely immersed in anything, in something. And when are you, when, what do we mean by this technically? What do we mean by being immersed or being absorbed or being consumed by the object of perception? Technically, we mean that Shabda and the Jnana that you are a separate object, you are the subject and that which you are perceiving is the object for that subject, this Jnana, this relational Jnana is gone, is lost. You see, at times... This experience can go so deep that you may lose the sense of time and space as well. Right? You forget you are in a stadium. You forget that you are watching movie with five other people and you are the only one who is crying. <laughs> okay? You forget, yeah, hooray, what a match! <laughs> You forget that opposition, opposite uh, people who are supporting the opposite team than you, you're sitting with them and they are looking at what the heck. <laughs> so, time and space are lost. That's when your experience is a true experience. That kind of an experience. Experience of just the artha. Just the meaning. Now here I am giving you an example of something that is that is outside of you. Right? Because it's easy when you are trying to understand one-pointedness. It's easy to understand from the point of view of what is outside of you. Because the object of your dharana, object of your one-pointed, one-pointedness, may be something outside than you. If you haven't learned to focus here or focus somewhere else in your body, on your other chakras, and you haven't had that level of immersion yet. So, in other words, you can say, if I focus here on the third eye, why I do not see my own future, my own past, why I do not uh, lose this uh, relative perception, 
Why am I not able to lose it? Or in other words, why am I not becoming knowledgeable about all that is happening in the cosmos, in the world and creation because third eye is the eye which gives you the ability to see and perceive all. In other words, see or perceive infinity. Right? But when you are doing that, putting your focus here, except a headache, nothing else happens. <laughs> or if not headache, then some pressure is built here. And you know, some pressure is built here and then a palpitation kind of a feeling is there here on your third eye. So other than that, nothing else is happening. Why? Because your one-pointedness has not been perfected to the level where you can lose your Shabda and Jnana. In other words, where you can lose the pollution that happens to Shabda. The pollution of time and space that happens to you. Savikalpa Samadhi. Samadhis are all about just the direct experience, right? They are about pratyaksha. Pratyaksha means direct experience, direct perception. Samadhis are all about just the perception. But the subject in one-pointedness is something either gross means outside of your body or subtle in the terms that they are still inside of your body. But the subtle is a relative word, right? In next videos, we'll discuss how far the subtlety can go. How far things can go and it can be subtle, subtler and subtlest. And then it stops. So we'll discuss that part. But in other words, the subject of your uh, one-pointedness could be gross or subtle. Subject of samadhis are subtlest in nature. Especially Savikalpa Samadhi are subtlest in nature. That's why the jnana that happens is of the beginning of creation, beginning of existence, of your existence as well as the existence from the Infinity point of view, from the universe point of view, cosmos point of view. That kind of jnana happens. Because the subject or the object, the object of focus, object of samadhi are very, very subtle things. And there is no shabda, no jnana. And in the later stages of Savikalpa Samadhi, um, Asmita kind of uh, Savikalpa Samadhi, even the Desh and Kal means the relative position, the time and space are lost. That's where people start having Gyan beyond time and space. Knowledge that comes from, that exists beyond time and space. Objects, people, gurus, gods, things that have existed eternally, that have existed beyond time and space. 
because we lose time and space. So if you keep on staying one-pointed seriously, then the more one-pointed you become on any object outside of you, you will start seeing clearly that there are three things that are happening while I become one-pointed. One thing that is happening, suppose you are doing a tratak. You are using a burning candle for your one-pointedness. Okay, then you will realize that a burning candle or that a candle. Shabda, that I am looking at a candle, Shabda, candle, that which you are looking at is happening to you. The word candle happens to you. And then you will start seeing how many ways it is actually polluted. The candle was not burning properly. It was flickering a lot. It was making chit 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 sound. Or the flame was not good. Or it didn't smell very good. Something. Whether you realize it or not, you are actually perceiving all that. Thousand details about candle you are actually perceiving. You are not looking at candle, just the candle. That Shabda, the moment you looked at candle, thousand kind of things have already been perceived by you without your knowledge. You are having your perception has been polluted. And the gyan that you will have, have about candle or the gyan that was supposed to happen to you through candle, the one-pointedness that has to attain or become dhyana in you has become polluted. And that's the moment your one-pointedness becomes polluted because of the presence of shabda, because of the pollution that shabda is having. The moment your perception becomes polluted, your gyan gets polluted, you don't land in dhyana. So to perfect your one-pointedness or any time in life, if you just want to do vichara, right, Intro, introspection sort of, within you, you need to start seeing all the three things separately. Suppose you are trying to look into any problem in your life. Then also you need to see that problem statement is the Shabda. Experiencing that problem physically, mentally, emotionally is the Artha. And then Jnana is happening to you about that problem statement, about that Shabda. But see, your problem statement is not pure enough. Your problem statement is polluted with all the additional information. Your problem statement also contains memory. That this has happened to me thousand times before as well. So I am concluding and making this problem statement. So your problem statement is not such a Pure problem statement. Your Shabda is not pure. And the reason you are not able to come out of the vicious problems cycle of, you know, getting that problem repeated and over and over, over and over, over and over in life. The reason you are not able to get out of it is because you do not see that Shabda is different 
jnana is different and just the artha direct perception of it is different these three things are different when you start taking these three things separately only then through your direct experience will be so pure that you will be able to find a solution to that problem it could be a physical disease okay it could be some physical mental disorder it could be anything you can apply this basic of shabda artha gyana to one pointedness in life dharana in life to your problems in life to your spiritual states to anything only when we apply this concept on savikalpa samadhi then we realize that shabda and gyana are not happening gyana about the gyana is happening through the direct perception that's when in other words you can say shabda and gyana are missing gyana about who is perceiving and what is being perceived this gyana is completely missing right like i said while watching a movie or watching a match a sports match you may think that this is you who is watching a match and so it won't let you absorbed in the sports match or be absorbed in the movie so this gyan is missing there subject and object knowledge of subject and object is missing yes knowledge of that which is being perceived or what is being perceived is there in savikalpa samadhi so artha is there shabda and gyana are missing just the artha is there who is perceiving that artha that is missing and what is being perceived that is also missing that's when it is called as samapatti gyan or bodh that happens during savikalpa samadhi is devoid of shabda and gyana that's when it is called as samapatti samapatti is not a synonym for samadhi wherever we use the word samadhi we cannot use the word samapatti okay samapatti is the resultant bodh gyan knowledge wisdom that happens during samadhi so just a very simple thing from watching movie being immersed in a sports match or a movie or any life experience whatsoever even it could be an ex- bad experience of your disease your sleep disorder or anything like that just a simple thing three different factors must be seen three in a three different distinct way and you will be able to disentangle 
So try to implement these things. Try to understand this concept. Try to see in whenever you are perceiving something, looking at something, how, what difference does it make when your Shabda is so much polluted? And this concept is also explained to uh, seekers to understand at what level of one-pointedness they have to be if they really want to be in dhyana. Or technically, dhyana is what? When Shabda and Artha, Shabda is lost, Artha and Jnana are there. That's dhyana. When Artha, Jnana is also lost, just the Artha is right there. And Artha goes on becoming subtler and subtler and subtler and subtler and finally it's the subtlest. That's Samadhi. This is Savikalpa Samadhi. All three are lost. That's Nirvikalpa Samadhi. Okay. When Shabda, Artha, Gyan, everything is lost. That is Nirvikalpa Samadhi. So this is technical way of giving you an idea of what is happening from the process standpoint. When a direct experience or perception of anything is happening in you. When you go to a beach to watch a sunrise, if you do not lose the words sun, sunrise, beach, sand, ocean, me, body, car in the parking lot, <laughs> do not forget all this Shabda. <laughs> Your experience of sunrise is not going to be so great. It's not going to be intense. In other words, it's not going to be meditative. Sunrise will not take you. Even if you keep on looking at for 20 minutes, you may burn your eyes. Don't do that. I'm just giving an example. Even if you keep on looking at uh, it for a long time, dhyana is not going to happen. While someone who has learned to lose the shabda and jnana, beach, me, ocean, sunrise, sun, park car in my parking lot and that I have to go and have a breakfast and then I have to go to office, the one who is not able to lose all this is not going to have a great experience of Sunrise. And I have explained this from the sunrise point of view. Now you can take it and implement this very same thing in all the experiences of your life. While eating food. While being intimate with somebody. And now you can implement also implement it on all the sadhanas that you do. When you are doing Kriya Yoga, any Kriya that you are doing, are you able to lose Shabda and Jnana? And just mean that's when it's called Kriya. Kriya Yoga is not about, you know, I'm sitting in this mudra, I'm sitting in this asana, I'm making this mudra and I'm breathing like this and this is Kriya Yoga. No, it's not Kriya Yoga. Kriya hasn't happened to you yet. Kriya will happen to you. You will become the Kriya only when you lose Shabda and Jnana. The words, when you lose them, that's when you will become truly a Kriya Yogi. That's when, as a result of Kriya Yoga, Dhyana will happen to you. Why are we doing Kriya Yoga? 
to keep your body fit no that's not the agenda of my videos and the, my teachings and uh, the path that i teach right well being is a by product it will anyways happen so why are we doing kriya yoga to land into dhyana state and finally to land from dhyana to land into samadhi state or you can come one more level down that we are doing kriya yoga to become one pointed and one pointedness and have a dharana able to do our dharana properly and then dharana will cause as a result of perfect dharana dhyana will happen and then samadhi will happen that's the reason we are doing kriya yoga but while doing kriya yoga you're not losing you're not losing shabda and gyana so that you can become just the artha so see how these three different things are happening to you all the time and are interfering with the gyana that goes on happening inside you the recording that you keep of any experience in life how come that why that recording is a polluted recording when you are explaining any experience and that experience could be something about your spiritual experience or your experience of another person your perception of another person or your perception of your own physical problems or your own memory whatever your perception is why the samadhi gurus or anybody who has attained the nirvikalpa or and attain moksha why do they not so much pay attention to what you have perceived because your perception is polluted the gyana that you had as a result of the of the perception of your own problem of your own experience is polluted it's not truth so apply this concept properly in all your sadhana in all your life experiences in perceiving anything and see how these three have polluted your perception and what you can do about not polluting and the more you become conscious about about this pollution this pollution goes away okay the more you start seeing that oh i am i am actually attaching my today's experience with the past experience that i had with the same problem or same person or same place or same thing and how the recording the gyana that is happening in me is constantly being polluted so for seekers it is very important to understand the concept of shabda artha and gyana namaste jai shivaya